Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to In the Mind of Frasier. I am your host, Sarah Frazier, and this podcast is an every Tuesday podcast all about interviews, experiences, and entrepreneurs. Today, I get to cover two bases, entrepreneurs and interviews. Thank you very much. Uh, I am talking to two of the founders of Up Top Acres, which is an awesome, awesome business. It's all about elevating your eating, and it's reimagining what a farm looks like. They're based in Washington, D.C. There are two people that I'm going to be interviewing today, Kathleen and Kristoff, as I mentioned, two of the founders. They're very young millennials. Kristoff has blonde hair. He's tall, very thin, wears a baseball cap and a plaid shirt. He looks like a very modern hipster farmer. And Kathleen is the same, adorable, long hair, blondish, pulled back. She's a very sweet personality. And also sort of tall, too. I feel like everyone that works at Uptown Acres is kind of tall. But they decided a couple of years ago that the friends who went to D.C. public schools would come together and form Uptop Acres. And the whole idea was to create farm space on the top of buildings where people could actually grow their own food and then it would be distributed to the residents that live there. 
I love this concept. And they're working with all kinds of builders, new and old, to try and bring this up top acres, a garden on your rooftop to every living space in D.C. and eventually beyond. I think you're going to enjoy today's interview. And it truly is an inspirational story of people with a dream, making it happen. So take a listen to Kathleen and Kristoff. I was going to um, tell you guys, I actually heard about you from my therapist. Who, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's like the crowd you're going for, but... Absolutely. Our, our crowd is everyone, because everyone eats, so... <laughs> she loves you guys. What, what's her name? Um, Robin Mize. Okay. Well, cool. Like, no. Yeah. Like, who the hell is that? Um, but I, you know, I started looking online and I love, love, love what you guys are doing. And essentially, and correct me if I'm explaining this wrong, but essentially what you guys do is you put gardens on rooftops in urban areas and try to make buildings self-sufficient, the community around there self-sufficient, and then anything extra you sell, local restaurants, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you got you got most of it. Um, so we are trying to reimagine uh, how cities sort of interact with the built environment uh, as it relates to food. So we're trying to transform underutilized rooftop space into vibrant, productive uh, growing spaces, and we do that by growing food on roofs. Um, and we distribute the produce through what's called a community-supported agriculture program. Okay. Um, it's basically a fancy term for a farm membership program. So people sign up at the beginning of the season and they get a weekly share um, that's distributed in the lobbies of the buildings that we have farms on top of. So our little tagline is, instead of miles driven, we measure the distance our produce travels in flights of stairs. So, oh yeah. my God! So, tell me a little bit about how this all came together. Yeah. So, Christoph and I and our third co-founder Jeff are all DC natives. So, I met Jeff in elementary school, and we all met Christoph in high school. Um, so, our friendship goes goes way back. Um, and we all went off to college for different things. I studied urban planning. Christoph studied agriculture, and Jeff studied business. Um, and we came back to D.C. because our community ties here are very, very strong. Um, and we were working in our individual fields. And I went and I saw a rooftop farm in New York, and I fell in love. And I hit Christoph up, and he was farming uh, in Maryland. And he was, had been looking for a way to, to bring, you know, start an urban farm as well. So timing was right, and we decided to give rooftop farming a, a go. Okay, so, and I was asking you guys this, neither one of you really grew up gardening, right? I mean, I grew up in Maine on a goat farm, and there's really nothing, well, thank God you guys don't have, are you going to add animals? They're a real pain in the ass. I I would love to eventually. (laughs) There's, uh, we got to do a lot of education with uh, property owners to to get the animals up there, but one day. How about bees on the roof? We keep bees, yeah. Yeah, we keep bees, we harvest honey, so we've got some, you know, living things up there uh, that aren't plants. So we just need to graduate to the four-legged uh, or two-legged uh, variety. What was it about farming that you fell in love with? Because I don't know. I, after a while, I'm like, all right, I'm tired of digging these carrots. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I sort of, it was sort of a roundabout way. I, in high school, I got an internship working with a group called the Anacostia Watershed Society, which does, yeah, they do wetland restoration on the Anacostia. And I was, for a whole summer, out in on the river, um, 
planting, transplanting wild rice, uh, duck potato, sort of wetland plants into their nurseries that they're trying to establish to help help clean up the water. Um, and from that, I sort of realized I like plants. I don't. I like being outside. Uh, and when I was looking. Uh, to apply to college, I decided, hey, this this seems like some a field that I could get a job in. So I went uh, up to school in Vermont and studied plant and soil science. Uh, and then through that, there are a couple different tracks, but I got really into uh, food and our food system and how we produce food, uh, how we feed ourselves. And from there, it turned into uh, farming, fruit and vegetable farming. And I mean, I, you know, I kind of joke about it, but there is something really fun and beautiful and nice about growing your own stuff and the taste is so different and you know it's amazing what a little tiny garden plot can produce so you know dc can be kind of an uptight town you know has it been and everybody's got a code and every building has a code and oh my god i mean i can't stand an hoa but uh so was it hard for you guys to get people to say yes initially like what was the first building that goes okay we'll try this yeah, so we met with developers probably for about a year before we got anyone to agree to work with us. Were they like, this? there's absolutely no way? There were some people that, yeah, said that their tenants wouldn't want to see carrots in the elevator with them or that we would have dirt everywhere. Um, so the concept was really just too new for people to understand what it would mean to actually have a rooftop farm. Um, so eventually, we actually had a, a very lucky break. Um and got to work with Jose Andres. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and so he was a big champion for us and the building owner of the restaurant that Oyamel is in, or the building that Oyamel is in um, decided that he would give it a go. So that was our first farm. Oh my god. So the first farm starting out cuz now you guys are full time. This mm-hmm. is full time gig. Um, I'm assuming you all had day jobs and then you would just go and plant like afternoon or morning to to make yeah. this garden a go. Yeah, we uh, so we started working on the concept early 2014. We all sort of we Jeff and I went and got jobs working for a, a construction company building um, sort of green roofs, which are what our farm the system that our farms are built into. So we went built some relationships, got firsthand experience how to operate and build these uh, what would soon be our farms. Um, Kathleen was working for the downtown DC bid, um, business improvement district. So she sort of getting experience, uh, with event planning, with, um, urban planning policy, building relationships with people that work in the city government and the development realm, um, all things that we've needed, all those relationships we've needed to have. Uh, and then we did that through, uh, early 2016. So we, we're all we were sort of doing this as a side hustle uh, for two plus years, um, and we opened the first pilot in 2015, summer 2015, uh, which was at OML, and then the second one was uh, out in Bethesda, and then uh, in 2016 we opened our one of our larger farms down here in Navy Yard, and then 2017 uh, another one down in Navy Yard, and then in 2018 uh, we're going to have one another one out in Bethesda. Two. So five total. And, and yeah, a big part of what we do is the agriculture, but it's also sort of trying to engage with the larger urban community. Uh, and we do that through hosting events. Um, so we have awesome event spaces um, that we have on, on a few of our roofs. And we host everything from farm dinners to yoga classes to uh, 
speaker series to happy hours. Uh, one of our roofs overlooks Nats Park, so we do we did watch parties for the playoffs. So any way we can bring people up and engage them um, with what we're doing, uh, we try to do. So I love, you know, too, you guys have such a bigger mission, I'm sure. Like the idea to make buildings essentially in the future self-sufficient that they could just live off this farm is pretty cool. Um, Tell me this, like what about for people of different economic status? Have you guys kind of looked into that at all? You know, D.C. is a and becoming a very gentrified city. But, you know, there's still a lot of people here that are hungry. And, you know, do you envision this kind of going that direction, too, and and helping more neighborhoods that that need it, and then maybe also don't have the education about food. Definitely, yeah. So we are always working to try and create different models. So we have the model up and running right now, where we are a commercial farm. We get we own everything that we grow, but we're working to figure out ways that we could start community gardens on top of buildings, so that we could come, we could teach people who live in those buildings how to grow their own food. So we would really. Um, give them the tools that they need instead of just giving them the food that they need. Um, So that's one of the models we're working with. Um, And then we also see um, the role of urban farming really growing in cities. So being able to create jobs that that exist now for people that didn't exist before, um, we think that's another path forward that urban farming and rooftop farming can really... How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller-driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 
minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Um, help just, just create these jobs that didn't exist in the green industry. Oh my God, I think that's great. What do you guys think is the difference? Because you do still see a lot in D.C., these kind of community garden spaces all around. So what what makes yours different than those community kind of gardening plots? Um, just that we're, we're, we operate as a commercial farm. So we grow the food and then we sell it. Whereas the community gardens have members, the members come and tend the plots and then they take the food home with them. Uh, we'd love to set up some of those. We've worked with some property owners who have been interested in it. Um, it just hasn't really taken off yet. Um, I like your concept. I feel like you guys are the new lifeguard. You know how every building has the lifeguard? They just need a gardener now. Mm-hmm. Like that I, every building. Thank you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> as do I. Um, and, and another thing, as it, sort of as it relates to food access um, in the city, which is a, a really important uh, topic and one that the city hasn't really done a very good job of uh, addressing. Um, if anyone that knows someone that works for the mayor's office or the council is listening, um, you know, we want to put them, we think that the city should be putting rooftop gardens on every new affordable housing unit that's built, every new government building uh, that gets put up. There's no reason that they can't design in something like that. That's a community asset um, that's that can then be owned and operated by the community. Um, so we, you know, we, we don't have a lot of free time, but in our free time, we try to lobby um, and push the, the D.C. government um, 
to move in that direction. So oh my God. you guys are going to explode. First of all, I'm going to just stalk you and blow you up on social media because I love this. And now, how do you two eat? Are you guys like vegans? Because I'm a part-time plant-based. Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There, it's first of all, it's just all the rage. Uh, every it's the trend now. Everyone's vegan. Um, but there's also just so much shit in our food. You know, and I think what I love too that you guys are doing is it seems very simple. Like, hey, let's grow seasonally. Let's like just what you eat, you know, and what you grow is kind of what you eat. So, your own food. What are your own sort of food values? Um, I just, I mean, I, I'm not a veg. I used, to, I was a vegetarian uh, in college, uh, high school and college for about five years. I'm no longer. Uh, I I tried to I I typically will eat um, you know humanely raised uh, animals. You, it's not that hard when we're sort of in this farming community and the farmers market community. I'm able I have access to it, um, which I'm really fortunate to have. Um, and then I, I just eat a lot of vegetables. I mean I'm surrounded by them all the time, so I have mostly a plant based diet. But it's not really out of my planning. It's mostly because there's just like vegetables all around me that need to be eaten. Otherwise they're going to go bad. So I just eat them. God, I bet that's a complex. You like see all these cucumbers. Yeah. I gotta eat I these. Gotta eat yeah, it, it happens. I, I bring them, I bring them, my housemates, uh, will find, I, I'll come home with a big bag of produce and I'll say, this is going bad. You, you have to eat this and I'll shame them into it. Blame you. Kathleen, what about you? Do you have any specific no, nothing specific. I, I think it's pretty similar to Kristoff where I've really just found myself, I, it's a noticeable difference since we started this company, how, mi- how much vegetables I eat, um, just because they're there all the time. Um, and it's the easiest thing for us midday to, you know, get a snack of veggies from the farm. Um, so yeah, I think for the, for the most part, it's just a heavy, more heavily plant-based diet than in the past. I have two final questions for you guys. Um, I love that you're ethical entrepreneurs, essentially. And, you know, I have a podcast business. And so the entrepreneurial world is stressful at times. For you guys right now, this is a full-time, um, you know, full-time business. But what's the stress? Is the stress funding? Is the stress getting to people like the mayor? What, what's the hardest part of your business? Um, a little bit of both uh, or a little bit of all of all of the above. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's really that we we've really bootstrapped it. Um, we haven't really taken any outside uh, investment. It's all really been just ourselves um, building the business. Um, and wh- why is that? You just don't you want to do it your way? Um, yeah, we want to we want to do it our way. I think we want to have control over the, the path of the of the business. Um, but yeah, I mean it's we're we're bit, the, I think the most stressful thing is just learning, having to learn everything on on the job. It's basically on the job learning all of the time, uh, which is stressful because you make a lot of poor decisions and you have to fix them. You have to fix them and that, you know, you feel stupid and that's stressful. And by the time you fix your mistake, you've just made another one. And so you sort of just keep bouncing and, you know, as long as you're moving in that, in the right path, right trajectory, then you sort of deal with it. But, you know, long nights, stressful, you know, uh, stresses relationships with friends, with, uh, you know, romantic. They get upset about you over gardening? Just, oh, I mean, over time, you know, you don't, you don't get, you don't get, you have, you have no time. We have no, we have no free time. Our social lives are non-existent. So yeah, I talk to vegetables. It's. <laughs> There's a new dating app as well. Farmers only. There you go. 
Kathleen, what about for you? I mean, oh my God, is agriculture a good business for women or is it awful? No, it's, it's like great. media. Oh, it's, really? I think it's been great. There's a really, really strong um, food community for women in D.C. So there's this one group in particular, Pineapple D.C., um, and it's all about just bringing together women in food and talking about your problems, what's going well, what's not. They create a bunch of cool events, so you get exposed to all of these small food businesses in D.C. So I think there's a really, really great community for people involved in the food industry in D.C. What else about entrepreneurial your entrepreneurship is difficult yeah i mean for us at up top right now i would say like scaling right now Mm -hmm. is is pretty hard um being able to to match the demand with what we can actually supply um but that's something we're definitely working on and then just in terms of general entrepreneurship i would just tag along with what christoph said it's just it takes a strain personally um so really making sure we're both lucky we have really good support networks um but i i can't imagine doing it without my friends and family last question is there a vegetable you hate growing uh vegetable i hate growing no, not no. really. Uh, some are harder than others to keep alive. Some are harder. I, I don't like picking cherry tomatoes, so I'll go with that. <laughs> what about you? Is there, like a, is there a particular vegetable you're like, okay, we can leave that one out? I'm not a big fan of uh, microgreens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, microgreens. How do, you, do they have to grow just in a pot? They grow in like a tray-based system, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would be a pain. They're labor intensive. Yeah, pain in the ass. No, just go with the lettuce. Exactly. Oh my God, you guys are amazing. Where can people find you? Where can they? Um, I mean, what do you do? Like, do you take um, if people are like, "Hey, we want you in our building"? Do you take submissions? Tell us where we can get more about you. Um, yes, to to that question, uh, you can go to our website uptopacres.com. Uh, we have information on our CSA. Um, we have contact information if you want to talk to us about a potential project. Uh, we have our events calendar um, where you can buy tickets uh, to come see the farms and, and engage with us that way. Um, yeah, so the website, social media, uh, Uptop Acres, at Uptop Acres everywhere. Um, we have a great Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, I love it. Please, I'm on all of them. I'm stalking you guys. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for your time, Kathleen and Christoph. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. As always, I love you guys. Did you enjoy this interview? I love these guys. They're amazing. Um, Look, two things. Could you do me two amazing favors? If you could head to iTunes, subscribe to the Hey Fresh podcast and leave me a review. Hit five stars. Tell me what you love. And then also, if you could tell someone who has never heard of me or heard of this podcast about the podcast and share it, I'd be forever grateful. Good karma will be coming to you for the rest of your life. Okay, there. There's my little psychic reading. (laughs) Love you guys. We'll see you next week.